0: In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 295 of So You Want To Be A Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Valerie. How are you going? I'm good. What's happening in Gina world?
2: Well, we still uh, stay at home here in my state, but
1: apparently your states it's all happening. It's (laughs) not all happening. It's just an only slight ease in the restriction in that two adults are allowed to go visiting somewhere else or someone else on the basis of care or Social isolation or mental health, right? So, uh, and they can bring their children, right? Uh, So that's a slight ease, but you know, gyms are still closed, cinemas are still closed, um, cafes still can't have people in there except to operate for takeaway. So, yes, it's we're not having a party yet, Gina. No,
2: no parties yet, and I know there's many places around the world where um, the lockdowns are easing, so. Um, excited I saw uh, people in Spain out jogging and and uh, mm. like I didn't actually physically see them uh I, c- no. <laughs> my, I can't see that far Val but I saw it on the news uh it so that really? I'm excited for everyone who's been um you know cooped up and uh they're now like the birds have been let free so hopefully uh everyone's enjoying themselves and everyone's coping well so yeah but i've been um binging a lot of uh good tv Mm,
0: yeah
2: yes uh, uh, so much good tv but that's at night so daytime i've been um working hard creating uh tutorials working on my photography uh Mm. working on my education i think as have you Mm. val
1: yeah, definitely. I've been doing courses and I've also been creating courses. Yeah. I've been doing courses in art and design, but I've been creating courses in writing. Yep. Um, it was also great to have the Facebook Live the other day with the Gold community yep. on how to formulate your elevator pitch. Yep. And I'll be following up with that on how to write your About page for everyone in the Gold community as well. Awesome. But it looks like our community our wider So You Want to Be a Photographer community have been busy. And of course, if you're a listener and you haven't yet joined the listener community, it's free to join. Just go to Facebook and search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. We'd love to have you in there. There's People from at all, all different levels from all over the world, so it's a great kind of global, very international place to be. Yeah. Um. But we want to give a big shout out to Julie Turley because she mm-hmm. uh, was inspired by um Gina's challenge about um using uh, about macro photography and Gina. You may recall if you're a regular listener that Gina, she doesn't use Lego. She uses Fego. Yeah, Fego, um, fake Lego. Li- yeah, little creature. These little people um, that look like they should be in the Lego movie or the Fego movie. And Julie has got her own little people, little Fegos or Legos, and it's so cool because what she's done is she's got a, a can of Diet Coke and these little people, one's a construction worker and one just kind of looks like a official lady, are <laughs> uh, um, pulling the uh, the top, the, the ring pull off the Diet Coke with um, you know, with a rope and a bit of a leverage, and it's just the, the it, because it's macro photography, it's just the very top of the Diet Coke can with these two people, you know, Fego people, or Lego people, um, leveraging the 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 ring pull off. It's very very cute. Um, we'll put the image in the show notes, which you, of course you can find at um. GinaMilitia.com but it's just so been so good to see everyone's efforts. Um, Brian Begnall also did a really cool shoot, and he has used um, superheroes. Um, and uh, uh, he's basically re- um, uh, enacting with small models um, paparazzi shooting su- superheroes. How good are <laughs> the paparazzi? I love so got the, them. Yeah, these paparazzi people um one on bended knee one with the uh slr you know up to a face one at a you know at a really good angle trying to get this great shot of spider-man um and uh so there's black widow and captain america um that they're shooting that they're papping it's very very clever so and i think, I think what's cool. really
2: cool about this is uh he found corresponding wallpapers and and uh, he put those on his Mac computer and that's what he made as the background. So I think that uh, is yes. very clever the way he does very that. So clever. There's so much you can do. To, you, this is why, you know, just because we're limited in what we can do at the moment as photographers doesn't mean that your creativity or ability to shoot is any less limited. In fact, when you do this desktop stuff, and this is why I encourage, it sounds like I'm making you guys all become four-year-olds and play with your dollies and things like that but there is method to the (laughs) madness you will learn so much about lighting and composition Mm. and um you know framing and 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 exposure using these little figures you'll be amazed and it's something that you can do i'm a big fan of not making yourself flustered when you're trying to learn something and often you know, people go to the biggest extremists like, okay, let me get three models, people that I don't know. It's yeah. my first time as a photographer and I'm going to bust out my beauty dish. You take yourself to level 100 where mm-hmm. I'm big on learn to peel the potatoes first, don't go straight mm-hmm. to making the souffle. So doing this is actually, you, you will get results so much quicker than if you try and do the hard, hard, hard stuff first and then you end up getting discouraged. So using torches to light your scenes little things like that and just test it have a look um see where you went wrong see where you can improve if you feel like you need more critique then post it to uh the facebook group there's plenty of us in there that will will get back to you and and give you some help i I think it's a a great idea and these are some fantastic results there brian well done
1: and uh, Anthony Gibson, and of course, you know you should check out these images over at the show notes. Um, Anthony Gibson has used Lego, and one of the characters is Minecraft Steve, and he's. Got a small plant and some sticks to make it look like Minecraft Steve has chopped down a tree in his local forest and he's he's kind of storyboarded it. It's a bit like a graphic novel. So first shot is Minecraft Steve logging this tree or felling this tree and then um, the next scene is... Uh, a ranger handing Minecraft Steve a four hundred dollar fine at gunpoint, <laughs> making him <laughs> stop. And then we've got Chili hilmer who has taken an incredible macro shot. What is this of Gina? It's uh, her dog's nose. Her dog's nose, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's and it's just ridic- um, ridiculously macro. How it's much so detail? zoomed in? Yeah. It's incredible. It looks like it could be. Um the, the moon peel of an orange. Oh. It looks like it could be the moon. It looks like it could be a brain. It looks like it could be a sea an anem- anemone. Um but it is a dog's nose. It's really cool. It is amazing. All right, Whole so, other world, yeah. Well done to everyone who took up the challenge. And um as I mentioned, I have been busy doing A whole range of things, including prepping for the next uh, um, uh, Ask Me Anything Facebook live session that I will be running for the gold community on how to write your about page. And if you're interested in more about the gold community, have a listen to this. (laughs) This
2: podcast is brought to you by The Gold Community. If you're wondering what it's like to be a member of The Gold Community over at GinaMilitia.com, I asked Heather Humphrey why she joined.
3: When I found the podcast, there was a lot of learning. And then when you offered The Gold Community, I I jumped right on it. Knowing that the resources are there, I may not be able to do anything today, but I know that I can get into the computer or I need to do something with my images. I can search for a tutorial if I'm doing post-editing and get a refresher. You know, I reach out to the community and hey guys, help me out. I can't think anymore. What should I do? What can I do? And I got several great ideas. Those resources are there. Those people are there to support me anytime I need them. You have always responded every time we ask a question and the feedback when I send in the critique, they have been spot on and you always have great suggestions and you Point me in different directions and they have been nothing but positive. I have the confidence now to, that I can charge other people for my services and, and provide them with images that I know that they value as well. It's amazing.
2: If you'd like to find out more about the Goal community, just go to ginamilitia.com and click on join the community.
3: Right, so let's
1: move on to this week's topic, bring your photos to life with cinemagraphs. Now, you've been a bit obsessed with cinemagraphs <laughs> lately, so I suppose it's no surprise that we have an episode on cinemagraphs. What is a cinemagraph, just for those people who don't know? All right, so
2: let's imagine, Val, that if a, uh, a video clip, right? Yeah. Hooked up with a photograph. Mm -hmm. Q saxophone music, they and they made a baby, (laughs) right? (laughs) They made a baby. So, if a film clip and a photo get together, make a baby, that baby is a cinemagraph. So, basically, a cinemagraph (laughs) is when you get a photo and a moving image and merge them together, right? So Pretty cool huh and you, you people will Pretty know cool. them when they see them and there's certainly lots of uh, examples of ones I've done uh, in the show notes if you want to have a look and but they're actually first developed in back in 2011 by a couple of an Amer- American photographers by the name of Kevin Berg and Jamie Beck and uh, what you've got is imagine that you've got an image where there are a couple of elements of motion. one of them has been frozen and one of them is moving. So you can see, if you scroll all the way down, Val, you can see uh, down the end, you can see some examples of my cinema graphs where you can see you've got... um, Part of the like the it's, it looks like a photo and then when you look mm. closely there's a subtle part of it is moving so I've got mm. an image that I took in India where it's there's a woman pumping water and there's a man uh, reading the paper and there's some uh, laundry on the line and everything is frozen in time except the water coming out of the pump it just flows mm. continuously right so mm. it makes for a, a really intriguing image or you've got a girl on the beach and uh she's she's posing and her her shirt is blowing and everything is frozen the water the surf the sky all frozen Mm -hmm. her hair except for the little tassels that are just kind of just gently Mm -hmm. you don't see it at first and then you notice right so that's basically what a cinemagraph is and i think they're the you know they've been big for a while but i think they're only going to get bigger and and um so what you want to have is that that subtle motion in the image, and then you want to have like uh, the, the 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 rest of the clip is frozen, and they're usually uh, a few seconds, uh, only a few yeah. seconds long, right? So, mm-hmm. the, and they're shared. You can either share them on. Th- they need to be shared uh, over the uh, interwebs because they're not going to work if you put them in a book. <laughs> doesn't work, right? So so, okay. so, so it needs to be on, on a platform that will, will um, you know, animate them. So you can share them as videos, right? Or you can share them as a GIF file. Now, when I say GIF, I know there's going to be people listening that say, what's a GIF? It's GIF. All <laughs> right? So I'm going to put the argument to rest right now. It's GIF. It's actually pronounced GIF because GIF, G-I-F, Stands for graphic interchange format GIF.
1: Okay, so it's not GIF, it's
2: GIF. Um, so and and the reason that it's like I think it's better to share these cinemagraphs as a GIF rather than as a video because when you post a video to social media, say you post a video to Instagram or Facebook. Everybody knows it's a video. How can you tell it's a video as opposed to an image, file? What What is the little icon that shows up that tells you it's actually a, a, a video? A TV. A TV or it's got that little triangle in the middle, right? Yeah, play. Yeah. yeah. So you, you automatically see, oh, this is a video and then big deal. If you've got a video, then there's bits moving. People expect that. But if you post it as a GIF, it comes up as a photo, and it looks like a photo. And so um, people think, oh, this is a still image. And then there's the surprise, the magic part where it's like, oh, wait a minute. Woo, there's a little bit of it moving. And so that's what yes. makes them really cool, all right? So yeah. um, that's uh, the, they're, they're a really great tool. And this, if you're a commercial photographer and you want to value add for your clients, I think this is a fantastic skill for you guys to learn Also, I can see this being a really useful marketing tool for portrait photographers as well. So imagine uh, you've used all the skills I've given you over the last uh, several episodes where I've been doing the challenges. We've been doing levitating. We've been doing multiple Mm -hmm. images. We've been doing light painting. So imagine now that you create this family portrait where you want to do the unposed look to a family portrait and really create life. So um, instead of having little little sally and little jimmy all sitting nicely like no kid ever would sit for that long so we've got this portrait of the perfect family why not create the real portrait what what it looks like on a normal day where little sally's hanging off the chandelier flying through the air someone's you know diving off the couch and you capture them all airborne which you could easily do. There could be teddy, teddy bears flying around the room and everything, and a faucet in the sink is overflowing. All right. So you could mm-hmm. use all the techniques to create this um, this beautiful static image where everyone's airborne. There's stuff flying around. Everything's frozen perfectly, except for the the tap in the kitchen uh, that just continues to flow, and that's that little surprise element. Does that make sense, Ben? Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. So, fantastic mm-hmm. way to add value. And if you're a, um, a commercial photographer, you can do that. Like, let's say that you were doing a food shoot for a client. You did the still image. Well, maybe you could convert one of those still images into a cinemagraph where there might be um, – a, a, you might have a cocktail where there's a glass getting thrown into the, 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 the drink and there's a splash that you freeze the splash – But then there's another part of the image that's still moving, like there might be um, steam coming uh, off off a a cup of coffee, or there might be uh, sprinkles of um, sugar falling on a part of the image. So they have got this whole image that looks like it's been frozen in time, except for a tiny amount of movement. So there are good ways that you can add value to your commercial clients, or your portrait clients, or... It could be a landscape image that you've taken a fantastic landscape shot, you're going to freeze everything, and then you might just animate a light going on and off in the hut or something in the distance.
1: Okay. Heaps
2: of ideas. So
1: the important question is how?
2: Well... There
1: are a couple of ways you
2: can do it. There are some really good, um, so there's some great software out there. Like there's free, uh, There's not. they're not free, but there's cinemagraph tools that you can um, have a download and do a demo and play around for 30 days. And if you think that that's something that you want to do and you don't really want to invest the time in learning how to do it, which it's very easy to do, by the way, then you can buy this software. So I'll put a link into a, a couple of these uh Flixel is one, mm. and uh, Plotiverse is another one. So both of them have demo versions that you can try out and have a play around with, see if you like it. But it's also really simple to do in Photoshop. So here okay. is how we do it, Val. So firstly, what you want to do is you've got to make sure that you've got the right gear. So you need some sort of recording device that shoots high-res videos. So... That may be mm. your phone. So there's. Okay. A, does your phone shoot 4K now? That You've got the latest. I think it does. Great. Yeah. yeah. So most um, smartphones, I think in the last year, uh, now shoot 4K and they're talking about 8K in the future, and, which will give you a huge file or a DSLR or mirrorless that shoots video. That's all, that's all you need to be able to create a cinemagraph as well as um, you need a tripod and because mm-hmm. you have to have uh, a steady shot you can I've, tr- I've done a few handheld it's difficult because then you've got to stabilize the video in post and it makes it a lot harder so much easier to do if you've got a good tripod to keep your camera locked in place and steady so in terms of a file size when you're shooting uh, the best camera settings would be to shoot in record your footage um, HD or higher so you know 1080 or higher you want maybe go to 4k if you can because here's the thing you're only going to be shooting uh, a 10 second 10 to 15 second clip at a time and you only need to maybe pull out three seconds of that clip to create your cinemagraph so it's not like uh, tons and tons of footage that you need to, sh- to shoot so they're the basic settings now, in terms of uh, the rest of it, it, you need a frame rate. Uh, and if this, if like shooting video is super, super new to you and you haven't had a play around with it, I recommend that you check out uh, episode uh, 189 of the podcast. Uh, I'll put a link in, in the show notes. And that is um, how to shoot video. It's actually a two-part series. I think there's a, uh, an episode directly after that. Uh, that, that helps you so um, check that out okay but um, let's go back to so you want a frame rate uh, if you mm. want to like that cinematic look then you want to set your frame rate to 24 between 24 and 30 frames a second if you want to get a nice dreamy slow motion look to your images then you want to shoot a frame rate of between 60 and 100 frames per second And then to make sure that everything merges and looks good together when you're filming, you want to make sure that your shutter speed is roughly double your frame rate. Again, if this is all a bit confusing, I break this Mm. down in great detail detail in the uh, two episodes, part one and part two, on how to shoot film with mirrorless or DSLR. So check those out. So... Some of you may be confused about what the difference uh, is between frame rate when you're shooting video and shutter speed because you're setting them both when you're shooting with DSLR or um, mirrorless. So the frame rate is the number of still images or frames that are displayed per second. So if you've got a frame rate of 24 frames Val, then one Mm -hmm. second of motion would be how many frames?
1: Oh, no, I'm a bit... One,
2: I'm t- down. 24 Flixel. frames per second, <laughs> one frame. One, yeah. one second is 24 frames. So if you're shooting 24 mm-hmm. frames a second, then one second is going to have 24 frames of video, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting 160 frames a second, then each second is going to have 60 frames in it. All right. So that's the difference. Shutter speed is actually the amount of time the frame is exposed to light or how long the shutter remains open. So if you've got a faster shutter speed, it means you're going to freeze the footage. If you've got a slower shutter speed, it means you might get a a bit of blur if you've got movement. So that's why I think it's really good when I'm doing my, um, I like to have a frame rate of, uh, a six, 60 frames per second and I shoot at one 125th 1 of a second and then whatever aperture uh I can and ISO to to make those two settings work. So again, mm-hmm. if this doesn't make sense, check out the uh the um podcast on shooting with DSLR. All right, so that's Which is episode 199. 199. yes yeah, sorry. I got the got the number mm-hmm. wrong. All right. So the process. And again, once this this can sound confusing if you haven't done it before but i promise you once you're doing it it's going to all make sense and click into place um and also if you're a gold member i have already uh uploaded a video on like it's an hour long complete in-depth video on how to create these cinemagraphs and all the different Mm. styles that i'm going to talk about today so you can uh check that out i'll also put a link in the show notes to that so the technique um, what you want to do is you want to make sure that your lighting is consistent so uh, not a good idea to shoot this outside in say dappled light or on a day where the sun like today is going in and out that's going to make it difficult to uh, create a nice loop with your clip so you want to have consistent lighting uh, so if you can, shoot inside with continuous lighting or inside where you've got nice, soft daylight and it's consistent. Or if you shoot outside, then make sure you're um, in, in a consistent, like open shade, like you're under a, an eave or an awning or something where the shade, the light is nice and consistent. And what you want to do is um, your final cinemagraph is going to be around a three-second clip. In order to get a decent three-second clip, what you want to do is shoot multiple uh, ten to fifteen-second clips. And the reason I say do ten to fifteen-second clips is, who wants to trawl through um, an hour of footage to find the right detail? It's, it's going to you making your life hard because it takes up a lot of time. So just mm-hmm. do little short bursts uh, to get to get the clips that you need. And what you want to do is set up your shot. So you want to plan your shot so that it, it looks um, it's it's easy to do for your first time. So what you want to do is make sure that you've got um, you decide on having two elements uh, in your image that are going to be moving. One you're going to freeze and one is going to be moving, one static, one moving. Does that make sense, Val? Yeah. All right, so what you want to do is uh, to to create something that looks intriguing or classy, uh, you want Mm -hmm. to have uh, one element moving, one element static, and keep the movement subtle. So let's say I wanted to do a cinemagraph of a waterfall, Val, okay? And what I did is I took a photo and I made the water move, all right? It's not... That's expected, isn't it?
1: What do you mean you took the phone, so, so photo So So let's th- the water say move. I
2: created a cinemagraph, and it's of a yeah. waterfall. Oh,
1: right, yeah, okay. And it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like
2: you could see the water moving, but it, the, yeah. there's nothing intriguing about that. But what if,
1: mm-hmm.
2: as, I all, as I plan this, I've got a flock of birds or some uh, hot air balloons or, or an aeroplane going mm. over the, the waterfall... And, the, mm-hmm. and i freeze the plane or the birds and i make the waterfall move that again okay. that, that's unexpected right because you've got mm-hmm. something that you would think should be moving the plane mm. combined with the uh, the waterfall so that, right. that, that makes it more captivating right so it's got, got that it. what the so mm. and also, when you're starting out, you want to make sure that you've got that's simple, uncluttered background because it's going to make it a lot easier to mask in uh, your image. So, um, and, and it's also easier to find something to freeze uh, th- it's, uh, th- that moves uh, repetitively. So, so say you've got, yeah. like, uh, that moves in a loop. So, like, I like the idea of having, say, a bike wheel moving, uh, yeah. or a skateboard or roller skates or a, span, a, a fan spinning, something that goes around and around mm. constantly in a loop is going to be really easy to make your first cinemagraph out of. Um,
1: okay.
2: For you, Val, I know because um, I wanted to do this shot and I don't happen to have a typewriter. I know you have a collection, right? Yeah. You've got a collection typewriters. Of, of antique mm. typewriters. You love typewriters. Mm. Makes sense, yeah. right? Um, so what you could do for a cinemagraph is you could take a typewriter and uh, find a room where you've got like a, a plain wall behind the typewriter. You could set the typewriter up. You could maybe have set up a scene where you've got like a, a glass of scotch and some <laughs> the bottle and, you know, that the whole romantic notion of the writer over the yes, typewriter, yes. you know, that, that sort of romantic, a nice desk, yes. everything is lovely. And mm. then what you could do uh, is you could film that so set up your camera and you'd have the paper in the in the actual type i wanted to do this shot so i'm putting it out there hopefully someone else will create it who has a, an antique typewriter put the paper in the typewriter and what mm. you could do is type uh, a sentence and you would film this and um, mm. t- type it with one finger and because you just mm-hmm. want to film the words coming on the on the page so let's just say mm-hmm. i type the quick brown fox what's that line jumped over jumps
1: over jumps over the lazy dog
2: quick brown or if you're a writer wanting to promote yourself or you're a photographer wanting to promote another writer how cool would it be that the writing that comes up on the page is the first line of their novel
1: yeah great
2: okay so you know the, the, do you,
1: it, you... Was, a it was a dark and
2: stormy night a dark and stormy night <laughs> i was about to say that you know that's weird (laughs) so you are now filming so you're typing trying to stay out of the frame but what you're doing is maybe with one finger as the you've got your camera set up and you've got your scene um framed so you've got the typewriter the the drink with the the ice the bottle uh, and then you, it's a wide shot so you can see the background where you've got a plain wall. So first up, you're going to just lean in with your one finger and just type, it was a dark and stormy night. That's the the, the clip filmed, all
1: right? Then... You mean, but but are you... Sh- hang on. Are you shooting your fingers as well as you're the You're shooting your fingers as well, coming... yes. Uh, okay. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: all right. And then what you can do is you can then... Uh, film uh, or take a still shot of the same setup so go from movie to still mode and get a whole heap of uh, newspaper sheets or a4 paper with typing on it and just throw it in the air and and so that it's airborne mm. and you t- take a shot of mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. so now you've got the typewriter. you've got a still shot of the typewriter with the drink and the um that that whole scene and in the background you've got all these uh, sheets of paper that are airborne and have been frozen okay Great. love it now we take the still image put it on top of the video combine those in photoshop and we can can now through the magic of photoshop just uh using a layer mask cut out that little section of typewriter where the, the typing is being seen on the page does this make sense right you can keep going using a layer mask (laughs) so basically what Mm -hmm. we're doing is the photo is placed Mm -hmm. in photoshop on top of the film all right okay and then the best way to describe it is i'm going to cut a hole in the part of the photo where the typing happens not where your fingers are hitting the keys where the actual letters hit the page okay okay just that section so what all we're going to see is uh, I'm going to see this still image where all the papers are airborne, and then what th- it's going to look like that whole scene is frozen. And then when I look closer, it's going to I'm um, going to see that the typewriter without any it. fingers on the the keys. Yep. It was a dark and stormy night.
1: How mm, cool would that be? That would be pretty cool.
2: Okay, so I'm going to show you how to do that. I like today. that. Okay. Alright, so that's, um, that's how, how that, that basically explains what a cinemagraph is. So you want to keep it simple, um, you can do it with people, maybe you want to start with if you've got something like a, a, a fan, that you know, one of those um, desk, desk type fans where they just go round and around, have a go with one of those because it's actually easier if you've got a, something that loops or you might have roller skates so... or a skateboard.
1: Presumably, even though it might make sense that you should lock off your camera whether you're doing the um, film or the still, the reality is the 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 perspective and the cropping on the whether you're doing moving or still is different in your camera, is it not?
2: Uh, it depends on what um what you choose as your um, uh... Size, but it it this will work. So if you do a still image and combine it with a video, it, it's easy mm-hmm. to do, and I'll show you. I'll show you. Um, even if take, even if it's yep, slightly different, slightly um, different, you can make it work. Yeah, distance. Yeah. Okay. So what you're doing yep. is combining okay. the still and the video. Uh, the other way around, which is the traditional method, which I'll talk about now, is where you just do a video clip. So what you would do is you would have Val mm-hmm. someone typing. It was a dark and stormy night and at the same time (laughs) someone else throws the papers into the the air Mm -hmm. okay so Mm -hmm. you've got a clip where it was a dark and stormy night and papers are in the air and then you can find uh, a still image where you freeze that action and then you can keep the it was a dark and stormy night animated
1: all right right okay
2: I promise you it's easier than it sounds. It does sound complicated, (laughs) but it's not, all right? So using the traditional video version, um, so I've got this, uh, an image in the show notes. So lady uh, pumping water into a a container, Uh, husband or partner there reading the paper, and uh, everything is frozen except for the stream of water that's coming out. So basically to create this, I shot a five- uh, to 10 second clip, you open that clip in Photoshop and you trim it down to the best three seconds. So, what you want to do yep. is ensure that you want to create a loop. So, you want to make sure that the first frame looks like the last frame in the loop. So, sure. you can see in the water that it's flowing into the container on the Mm. gif file that i've got there and what i did is i made sure that the first frame that i started with the water was flowing into the center of the container Mm -hmm. and i made sure that when i selected my final image the water was also going to be back in the center Mm. so if i selected an image where the water started on the far right and it finished flowing on the far left of the container, it would look really wonky and you get this sort of jerky effect, which you see in a lot of uh, sort of people that are just starting with cinemagraphs. It looks good Mm. until it comes to the end and it sort of jerks to a stop. So what you kind of want is like a boomerang effect where it looks seamless. And so that's the best Mm -hmm. way to do it. So you've got an in and out point. Um, Now, what you can do um, once you've got your three second clip uh, selected is you can then uh, edit and grade the clip so you can uh, edit the uh, footage so if you've got raw footage it's going to look like a raw file it looks the same so you'll need to um, edit the footage to edit the white balance and you can um, make it look like a photo which makes it, it look even more intriguing so i edit all my Uh, graphs to look like my photo so it looks just like one of my photos except it's a a moving image so that's something you can do so once you've done that what you want to do is you've imported your still footage into the the video footage into photoshop and then Mm -hmm. you select a still frame and what you're doing is using layers you're putting the still frame Uh, on top of the video frame and then using uh, a layer mask you're cutting out the section of the footage that you want to uh, keep moving now there are a bazillion tutorials on this out on the interwebs uh that you can find uh there uh and it's just a matter of watching them over and over and over again until the the penny drops um Mm -hmm. so uh and if you've got a if you've got a handle on photoshop you can do it this way if this just you does your head in, then pick up <laughs> one of those, um the software that I told you about. And because they automate all this for you, and it's basically just a push of a button, and you'll get this. But, you know, it's good to know the technique. It really is. And it's so much more fun when you can do it yourself <laughs> because you can actually control it. Valerie's going, I'm just going to download the software. And I've just rot. downloaded Flixify. <laughs> and I just like And as I'm trying to explain it, she's like, I did one. I did one. I did it by myself. (laughs) i don't talk like that (laughs) so um so the, the next image you can see uh the fashion image where the woman is on the beach and just the little tassels on her shirt are moving this is a slightly more um complicated one because um version of the traditional method because um when you've got like hair or uh clothing that moves around um you you go it's harder to get a like a nice clean looking cinemagraph you get a lot of action jerking around now the common way that people do this that, that is so complicated is they will fade one of the video clips into another now try explaining that on a podcast and then try explaining it as a tutorial it's very (laughs) very difficult I found a better way Val go on you know
1: boomerangs what's the better way where where you
2: get a clip and you reverse it you combine the forward with the um, reverse clip you get this seamless loop so basically that's how Mm. I do my cinemagraph so I'll create I'll get my two second clip uh, of uh, where I'm happy with the tassels uh, in this shot moving slightly. And then I yeah. duplicate that clip and unfortunately, uh, Photoshop at this time, it, um, the version that I have in 2020 version does not allow you to reverse clips. So if you've got something like premiere pro or any other video video uh, editing software they can reverse a clip in a second or you can actually reverse in imovie it's like very quick or there are uh, uh, other free uh, android and ios app that that will that are free like reverse movie or f- film or both free which allow you to reverse the the video so you get your video going forward combined with your reverse video and you've got this seamless loop and um, that way you follow the same technique as I gave you in the first one and you create this beautiful looking um, intriguing image. I think they're fantastic for fashion. What do you think of that one with the tassels just moving slightly?
1: It is so subtle. So subtle. I yeah I mean it's actually really hard to notice at first but when you notice it you kind of do a double take and you go, did I really see that? Yes. It's really, really clever. And that's what you want. You want to
2: do that. You want people to do that double take because this is like the the time of like scroll, you get a second to get someone's attention. But if someone mm. like they'll see it subliminally first and then they'll go, wait, and they'll do what you just did. Did I, did I, did that move or am I going insane? Mm. And then you go, and mm. then you kind of, and then you can't stop looking at it. You go, you just watch it waiting for something else to happen um, yeah. And the longer people can have their eyes on your photos, the more they're going to um, like them, I guess. So that, that's yeah. a, a good thing to do. So that's the, the workaround um, to create for the more complicated because people like I love seeing the ones where people have got like hair flowing. Uh, yeah, Tiffany's really have done better. them for ads, and um, Coca Cola are using um, uh, cinema for advertising. Like everyone's using it, so like we may as well all jump on board. So um, the um, the other way that is really simple, you know, is uh, merging the still photo. So I, I described that uh, in uh, with your typing shot. Uh, Val, so um, yeah. he, there's also one that I did. Have you can you seen the one with the, the little tricycle where the wheels are um,
1: yes. spinning? Yes. <laughs> So there's a great shot that Gina has of a tricycle, like a old kind of kids, vintage kids tricycle that is in a pathway in a woods or a forest. Um, it's sort of in the clearing, but there's the forest in the background and it's on its side, so it's been tipped over. But there are also leaves falling because it looks like it could be autumn or fall. There's leaves falling and the leaves are midair. But and they're frozen but then one of the wheels of the tricycle is actually spinning it's very clever
2: yeah so that that, that took me about uh five minutes to film val and then i came back and uh, merged it together it takes no time at all so basically this is combining a still image with a video image so the first thing i did is i set up the tricycle on the path and set up my camera framed up my image got a focus locked my focus by turning autofocus off and then I did a um, I filmed where I came in and stood next to the the wheel and just using my fingers I just got the wheel mm. spinning and then I'd step back and I'd oh. take a you know a 10 second clip and then I'd do another one so I did a, a like a, a series of maybe five uh, you know 10 second clips of just that one wheel spinning and then as everything was set up, Because I had my remote app on my phone, right? I collected some leaves and then I just took a number of stills where I threw the leaves into the air, took a shot, threw the leaves into the air, took a shot, until I got one where I had enough leaves airborne so that I could have that as my base image. That's my frozen image. So the frozen part, uh, the unexpected, is the fact that the leaves are all airborne. And then Mm -hmm. all you do is put the still image over the video image in photoshop and then with a layer mask i've just cut out and you can see in the show notes i'll show you the process cut out the wheel and then you the 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 wheel the video appears beneath the 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 photo image and you can see that the the wheel's spinning and everything else is frozen So clever. That is the easiest way to do it where you've got something that's just uh, spinning around and around like wheels, skateboards, fans that the loop is so easy to do the hair and material a lot harder to do so i I recommend you try it with a simple loop like that even if you just copy what i did with a kid's bike or something like that uh Mm. and have a go at that just so you get an understanding and you get to play around import the image into photoshop and have a go at that all right um even your dog's chiming in val (laughs) that's groucho everyone so the other way is Uh, another way you can do it is you can animate a single image using a video overlay. So in the show notes, I've got a a shot of Fletch, Alan Fletcher, who was a guest back on uh, back uh, like a few dozen episodes ago, I think. Um, And uh, this was for, I think I shot this for an album cover for him and some promo. And uh, I created the snow in Photoshop for the still image and, uh, and then what I did is uh, put a video overlay over the top which is just a loop of snow falling. And isn't that cute? It looks like he's in a l- little snow dome.
1: Yeah, that's so clever. And it can, I and love it.
2: It just makes a really... Like, it'll make you stop to look and just watch just because it's been animated. And all it is is a still image with a uh, a video image over the top. So you could do that with smoke. You could do that with, grif- uh, with glitter. You could do that with snow, with rain. You could do it with anything. So... Um, that's a good way to do it. Um, and And then I um, had a play around with the uh, Plotiverse. Uh, I downloaded the uh, demo version of Plotiverse, and mm. uh, that is like your really your speed valve. So basically you just <laughs> find your photo. And just animate it and it'll do it for you. So you can do video overlays like th- there's my little girl in Luca uh, walking along yep. the beach, and I've given her a little superhero cape. Isn't that cute?
1: How did you give her a superhero it's cape? It's an I overlay that
2: you just put over the top using this software. It's as easy as that. And, and you know, and I hardly can even sit here and say, Oh, I did that. <laughs> because <laughs> the software did it. See see how it's not it's not as satisfying. But um, I thought of it.
1: (laughs) Yes. But they they give you the tools
2: to be able to do (laughs) it really easily. So, you know, um, if you've got the creativity but you don't quite have the um, – you can't be bothered learning (laughs) the technique, uh, Mm. then Plotiverse gives you like hundreds and hundreds of overlays that you can do where you can – you know give people superhero capes you can do like you can have birds flying across the sky you can have the clouds moving you can do all all sorts of things and uh they've got a whole community there so i'll put that link in the show notes too so check it out i think you got a 30-day trial and you can play around and you think if this is something that you might be wanting to offer your clients on a regular basis then by all means um it's it's a good investment to have. Uh, I can mm. think of so many uses. Like I animated. I had a basketball player, and I using Plotiverse, I animated the shot and put made the basketball spin in his hand. It took me a second. So That's imagine so having cool. senior portraits where you've got the, the guy might be uh, leaping, frozen in mid-action, but the ball keeps, uh, keeps on continuing through the shot. Wouldn't that get a lot of attention, don't you think? Mm, or you've got mm, like a really moody scene and uh, the background might be fog, but the fog is moving. You know, and you don 't see it at first, or there might be you know um people do a lot of them with cigarettes where they've got someone smoking and the and the smoke moves so there's a lot of one like that it's the unexpected um and there's another one that I did using Plotiverse where i 've got my um Sicilian shepherd boy, and i've added mm. flies. <laughs>
1: Oh, it flies. takes a to see it i'm thinking oh, he's going through a locust or something
2: yeah there's quite a few flies it's a there's lot there's
1: quite a few flies
3: yeah but it's fun <laughs> it's
2: so much fun so you know that's uh that's a little um introduction into cinemagraphs i i encourage you all to have a go and hopefully um please do share you can bring uh new life to your images but the but again, this is like I remember um, talking about when this podcast first started, Val. And I said, mm. e- even if you don't use Lightroom or Photoshop yet, I encourage mm. you all to shoot in RAW and save those RAW files because when you get better at editing, you've then got this archive of RAW files that you can go back to and edit. Again, I'm saying with the cinematographs, if you're not there yet in terms of your your Photoshop ability isn't up to speed, and uh, this is maybe a little bit ahead of where you're at with your in your photography, you will get here eventually. So, whenever you shoot something or see something good, and you've got a tripod, just grab five seconds, 10 second uh, video clips and store them away because mm-hmm. when you get the hang of this you're going to be grappling through your archive going, oh my god, what else can I make a cinemagraph out of And the other workaround is you can actually download um, free video files uh, if you if you want to and you can't get outside at this in this you can get there's plenty of uh, stock sites that you can uh, download free uh, video. That you can use for personal use that you can um create your own cinemagraphs with. So just have a look through um and uh, have a play around. It's lots of fun, and Val, you're gonna do the typewriter shot using one I of have the soft- to,
1: I have to oh, I'll give that a go, but I have to stop looking at the one with the flies because I'm like swatting. Uh, these flies that are that not not even they're intriguing aren't they i've had so (laughs) much
2: fun doing that. now i'm obsessed val so you're gonna start seeing like like i've got so many ideas of what to do i can't wait till we can go outside and uh i can get get models and uh just do more of this because it's uh it's so much fun and yeah, yes. it's, it's, they bring. Show in... us
1: your cinema graphs, everyone. Show us your and as Gina said, if 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 you don't um, want to do the slightly more complex Photoshop version. Download one of the apps on your phone for Android and iOS and show us your cinemagraphs. We'd love to see them. Yeah, and you can do them on your phone. It's so easy. Ten points to anyone who combines cinemagraphs and um, macro and levitation. Light painting. (laughs) And and, um, light painting. and Multiple um, exposures. Yeah, multiple exposures. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) That that will be the next um, cover image for the podcast, community group for sure if someone (laughs) does all of that oh no they won't they don't let you do um movies on as cover images but definitely you get a a bazillion points if uh someone pulls off that one but yeah have a go and please uh upload them I'd, i'd love to see what
1: everyone comes up with that's fantastic all right that brings us to the end of this week's episode where what are you doing in the coming week
2: Oh, more of the same, Val. I'll be binge watching. I'll be binge. It's fish and chip night tonight. That um, that obsession has not ended. Mm, I nearly got them last night, but uh, that the 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 delivery stops a bit earlier, so it's tonight, and I'm very excited. Um, uh, So more of that. More working on tutorials, educating myself. More of the same.
1: I will be. You? What are you doing? You're allowed out. I'll be I'll be downloading those apps. <laughs> You're
2: going to be, yeah. So will you do the typewriter one, Val?
1: I think I will. I'll give I've it a go. i just anyway. you the whole well, set, I'll give it a go Scott. with the app anyway. Yeah. Oh, with the app um, for In the sure. first instance so, to see, you know, you know, baby steps. You could animate your <laughs> um, paintings. <laughs> That's step, sorry, I just a, choked. She just choked on a fly.
2: <laughs> One of the flies has jumped off the <laughs> the cinematograph. <laughs>
1: yeah maybe i could animate an apostrophe yeah we'll see all right um where do we find you online gina you can find me at gina
2: militia.com that's g-i-n-a-m-i-l-i-c-i-a i'm on social media at gina militia and if you want to take your photography to the next level then uh join me in the gold community we've got a ton of tutorials there and i'm in there every day we've been having uh all the the goldies in the last couple of weeks have been really taking their uh, photography mm. to the next level, working with uh, short lighting and uh, using um, beauty dishes and tackling black and white photography like everyone's doing a great jobs so high-end lighting and editing and self-portraits and uh, they've all been binging the uh, tutorials as well so if you want to find out more go to ginamilitia.com and click on join the community
1: what about you val you'll find me at valerie Koo on twitter and instagram and over at valerie thanks for listening everyone and we look forward to chatting to you again next time thanks guys